Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. We're continuing our reading from the Sermon on the Mount, the New International Version, Matthew chapter 6. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their full reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. When you fast, don't look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others their fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness! No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they are? Can any one of you, by worrying about his life, add a single hour to it? And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the field, how they grow. They don't labor or spin. 
Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them as well. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We're continuing with our look at the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 6. In verse 3, Jesus says, But when you give to the needy, now notice he says, when you give to the needy, the assumption is, you will give to the needy, and I will give to the needy. And so those of you who are listening to this program, part of the expectation of heaven is that you will give to those in need. But it gives this direction, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Now, the scriptures are not talking about being silly about this. You know, you have to sneak up to some poor person in the middle of the night when no one's around and leave only cash and so forth. No, it's talking about not seeking to be recognized by men of how generous you are in giving to the poor and needy. It goes on to say, so that your giving may be in secret, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so the implication, whether you like it or not, is... When you give, and you should give, the Lord will reward you. Our Heavenly Father will reward you. Now, does this mean you're going to get your money back? I don't think it does. But there will be rewards in heaven for virtuous, godly living, according to the words of Jesus, according to the words of Scripture. And so for anyone out there who thinks God's a vending machine that you can put a dollar in and get $10 back out on this side of the grave, I think they're sadly mistaken. However, The scriptures do teach that the Lord will reward you for agreeing with him and keeping his words, keeping the words of Christ. So Jesus says to give to the needy. That's me. That's you. Are you giving to the needy today? And if you are, are you doing it to be recognized by other people? Are you doing it to please your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? If you're doing it for Jesus, then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. In verse six, he says, when you go to pray... Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Now, notice once again, the assumption is you will pray when you pray, verse 6 says. And so for disciples of Christ, prayer is not optional. It's part of our lives. But once again, you're not to be praying so that other people will see, oh, they're such a prayerful person. No, the prayers are to be offered in secret. And the Lord says that the Father will reward people who pray in secret, he will reward them openly. So once again, are these rewards for this side of the grave? I think there are rewards for this side of the grave, but this is primarily talking about what comes next in the kingdom of heaven. You see, your prayer life, your giving life, those things are are noted by the Lord. All through the New Testament, we see indications of this, and sometimes uh, implicit, sometimes explicit. Like in the case of Cornelius, his giving and his prayer erected monuments before the throne of God in heaven. And so giving and prayer are part of the expectation of heaven. If you really believe the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, if he's really your Savior, then you'll be a giving person and you'll be a praying person. It goes on to talk about fasting, and the same instructions are there for fasting. When you fast, 
do it in secret, not if you fast. So fasting is also part of our inheritance and part of the Lord Jesus' uh, instructions given to New Testament readers and believers of the New Covenant. In this chapter, we get the Lord's Prayer. It's also contained in Luke chapter 11 with a a little bit added. But here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Jesus says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Notice it's corporate. Our Father. He didn't say my Father. He said our Father. And so there's an expression among the Jewish sages. And the expression is that any prayer that's not offered in the name of all of Israel is not a prayer at all. We Christians have so emphasized a personal relationship with Jesus that we have overlooked the fact that Jesus had a lot to say about our corporate relationship with the Father in heaven. So the Lord's Prayer is full of pronouns that make this corporate prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The implication from that verse is, Not everything that's taking place on earth is God's will, is part of God's kingdom. We're to pray that the things on earth would conform to God's will and conform to God's kingdom. Verse 11, give us today our daily bread. Once again, it's corporate. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Friends, these are always valid prayers. And Jesus goes on to expand on this idea of we have forgiven our debtors, therefore forgive us our debts. In verse 14, Jesus said, If you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And that's a little bit frightening. He makes forgiveness of our sins conditional. What's the condition? That we forgive others, not just their sins, but specifically when they sin against us. So I have to ask you today, according to the words of this scripture, is there unforgiveness in your heart towards someone who has mistreated you? The Bible requires that you forgive others before the Lord will forgive you. And so forgiveness is not optional. I know that people have received all types of horrific offenses. People have been raped family members murdered, people have been robbed, marriage covenants have been broken, fathers and mothers have created incestuous relationships with their children. All of these things create deep, deep wounding. But forgiveness is a divine aspect of who we're called to be in the Lord. And so Jesus has called us to forgive. I want to just lead you in a little prayer of forgiveness. And if this applies to you, if the Holy Spirit has brought to your mind sins of other people against you that you're still holding out, I want you to ask the Lord to help you to release them. Lord, I see from your word that you require me to forgive. But Lord, others have hurt me so deeply, it's hard for me to forgive. I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you would Bring my heart into agreement with my lips. As I say now, I forgive you in Jesus' name. And friends, say those words, I forgive you in Jesus' name. And you can name the person that you're holding out um, unforgiveness toward. I forgive you in Jesus' name because I need Jesus to forgive me. I forgive you your sins because I need Jesus to forgive me my sins. Heavenly Father, help me to release them now. I release them with the words of my lips, and I pray, Lord, that you would help me to release them with my heart.
Lord, I ask that you would forgive me. As I have extended forgiveness to others, I pray, Lord, that you would forgive me, because, Lord, I have certainly sinned against you. Lord, remind me often to keep a a clean slate of forgiveness toward all men. Lord, we know that in this world people will hurt us, but God, as you enable us and give us the grace, we'll forgive each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.